where's my rent? I'm just gonna say, my banker died. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And then the driver's just like a scarecrow. And we could even have it like push it farther and say she's the one kidnapping the kids. In the first oh my god. Oh, oh shit. It. Welcome to the other final draft where we rework not so good movies into the final draft that should have been. We also write the story to sequels that we desperately want and original story ideas. I am your one third co host, Tim, and I am very spook, not because it's right near Halloween, but because I forgot to push record the last time we were doing it. I am Ghost Dog, the other lost third who died full of regret. And I am. Your last third uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Tyler, over here, and uh, I worked out a little too hard yesterday, and I've been walking around like a zombie all day. Oh, really, dude? Good yeah, job. Yeah, was rough. No, dude, it was we, not. no, 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 no. Keep no. going at it. If you if you keep going after today, uh, you'll only be sore probably like one more time, and then you'll you'll be done as long as you just keep working out. Yeah, we're gonna try and go twice a week. That's our our goal. See, my I'm I'm a little sore, but I'm just sore enough where I can like move everything right. So I mean, I probably could have worked out harder, but I'd rather work out a little really, less and not. You know, what? I'm I'm real proud of you guys. Thanks, Dougie. Really appreciate that one. Uh, if you don't know, we're we're fatties, and so we uh, we're trying to become eh. less fatty. Uh, not, some not people that. out there you will guys, see you pictures guys are more of us like and be like, "Fuck boys. These, these people out there are gonna be like, "Fuck these guys saying they're fat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not like you're, you're not like human beanbag chairs or anything. Yeah, that's like yeah. if you're wearing sort of loose fitting clothing, you, you you could be mistaken for like just being like real skinny. You know, like so. Ty and I we were working at. On a Baja car for our, our school, we build a little doom buggy, and uh, I'm just working there with my friend. I look over at Ty, and he's just staring at me, and he just goes, "Tim, we need to work out." <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Uh, so, anyways, this is the fourth uh, Saturday of the month. So this week we're doing a wild draft, which means we make a movie based off of something that isn't already movie or TV related. Um, and so this week, because it's spooky, scary Halloween time, we have decided that we're going to be making a movie to the hit board game, Betrayal on the House of the Hill. So Doug, if you could Ooh. tell our audience uh, what, how the game is played and what the deal is, uh, and then we'll go from there. In Betrayal on House of the Hill, I am now your announcer. You play as one of 12 explorers going through a haunted house. As you explore the house, you build it by drawing tiles from the room, which will then tell you what you need to do. You can gain items, find mysterious events that raise or lower your stats, or you can find omens. Once enough omens oh, are reached, <laughs> the haunt will begin. The haunt is determined by which omen you find in which room, and... It can be one of 50, or, if you have the expansion, 100 different haunts. So you're basically guaranteed a different game each time. At this point, one person will usually be described as the traitor, and they will have to go to a separate room where they are given separate instructions on how to win the game. Now the game is cooperative against this one player. You have a new objective in order to survive and get out of the house, and the games can vary wildly. One time, you can be a vampire lord trying to convert the rest of your friends, or a giant bird could abduct the house and you're fighting over parachutes. Or there my are personal several favorite, unique haunts. You can be an, a blob. an intern. Yeah, you can be coffee. an intern trying to get coffee. They're a little bit wackier in the expansion, but uh, they all share a kind of unique B-horror movie theme, which is just fun, cheesy, 
and an entertaining game. It is pretty luck-based. There isn't all that much skill or strategy. There's enough. But well, there's it's just a real fun... That. Yeah, there's a, it's just a real fun game to have with friends that gives you a unique experience each time. And if you manage to immerse yourself in the world, you can come up with some pretty entertaining stories. It's probably my favorite game to play with uh, other people on board guy night. A lot more than the standards like Monopoly or Life. But that just comes with the territory of being a nerd. Alright, so that's the basic premise. It's it's a really fun game, really fun time, but before we get into the wild draft this week, uh, we do need to talk about the rough draft, and I have a story for you, Douglas. Boy. So, uh, as you know, and viewers, if you didn't know, Ty and I recently moved into an apartment down here in Las Cruces where we go to school, and the... The reputation of this place isn't the best, but the reason why we moved in here is because it's furnished, and I can't be bothered to buy my own furniture at this stage in my life. Um, also, the cheap, the cheap ain't, the cheap ain't, <laughs> hmm. the, the price ain't, the price ain't too bad. Uh, it's not great, but... How much uh, do you guys pay per month? Right now it's four seventy five Each? Which is, yeah, each. So, okay. like, it's, it's, I'd say, mediocre on, like, maybe a little on the high end, but at the same time, like, it's completely furnished, so we've got that going for us. Yeah, that's not a bad price for It's not bad. Um, so, not to name names, the, uh, the Merge, um, they had a deal when we were signing up where the first ten people to sign the lease got to spin the, win- spin the wheel for a cash prize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit about this. I thought that I had no chance of doing that because I was still looking around at apartments and I wasn't planning on signing at The Verge at that time. So I was like, yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of people that signed before me. Um, I signed the lease and then I got a phone call. And it's like, yo, bitch, get some money. And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, so I went in. Goodbye, and sponsors. <laughs> hey. uh, sponsors. Yeah, this is a joke. Is this a- this, this sponsor, brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Let's play Raid <laughs> Shadow Legends. This episode Shadow is Legends. brought to you by the Merge. Ooh, even better. This 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 Verge is er, this this podcast is brought to you by the Flats. <laughs> <laughs> the flats for, for you listeners Cruces. who don't get that, that is a competing can, uh, apartment building around Las Cruces. <laughs> um, I went to spin the wheel. I won two hundred and fifty dollars. Tyler won one thousand dollars, and my girlfriend won five hundred dollars. And wow, that uh, that seems oddly really lucky. It's a good amount of money. I think two fifty was the lowest you could win. Oh, to be fair, okay. Uh, so it was just like you were guaranteed to win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was ten people who were guaranteed to win something, but you weren't guaranteed a certain price. Okay. okay. So I think I got the highest, and Tim got the lowest. So it even I got seemed. lucky. They had us sign paperwork saying that we, you know, we had to stay at the Verge Light. We couldn't cancel it. We'd have to give it back and all of that other illegal nonsense. And then they said, hey, I'm going to give you your money in 30 days of you moving in, which was September 17th, which is uh, literally a month uh, before recording this. We were told that we should hear back by the end of August. And so we went up to the front desk like last day of August and we're like, yo, give me my money. And they were uh, like... You, you said September 17th. How, how would you hear back in the past, on, in August? So, whoa, whoa, we, no, 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 we were legally... The 30th we, day was the September. Oh, so they okay. told us we should all have right, gotten it before right. that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the deadline was the 17th, but they told us okay, we should get it. Okay, all right. I, I, from the way you said it, it sounded like you spun the wheel on September 17th and then traveled back in time. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. 
so, so we spun the, the wheel in the summer. No, no, I got and it. And they got said it, got you'll it. get you'll get it when you move in, no longer than thirty days after you move in. Right. So yeah, we weren't expecting it until we moved in. Yeah, that's what it's, we were thinking. And so, because we went up there, and they're like, "Hey, you should be getting an email next week." And we're like, "Okay, no biggie." So we went back two weeks later, and we're like, "Where's my money?" And they're like, "You should be getting an email by the end of this week." And Where's next week money, came, Lebowski? and we didn't <laughs> have any money. I felt like I was Butters from that South Park episode where he becomes a pimp and he just walks hey, around. Hey, bitch! And like, you want to make some motherfucking money, money? bitch? <laughs> you want to make some motherfucking money? And so we're just like, guys, give me my money. And so like we went and we're like, yo, where is my money? You guys are legally required to give me my money tomorrow. And the manager's like, oh, well, I'm really sorry. Our accountant died. And so we haven't been able to like get it approved. And it's like, okay, that's rough. I get that. But it's How been is that four my months fault? since I spun the wheel. Give me my money. And so... The accountant died. Yeah. So they... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that sucks, but like... We signed it in the summer. We spun in the summer. So they had the whole summer and then a month of us moving in to get this ready. You know what I mean? It's not like, what, you have one accountant doing this? And she's like, it's a lot of money, which, yeah, it is a lot of money, but it's like probably like somewhere in the range of $3,000, which is a lot. But I mean, like when you're getting... My dog ate my accountant. When you're getting (laughs) $1,800 per apartment per month, you know what I mean? And there's like... Four apartments like, per building, and there's like twelve buildings. Like, how the fuck do you not have the money? This should have been approved when they made the deal. That's what Why I'm did saying. It have to get approved after people. Spoke? Yeah. So finally, they're like, okay, they're like, let me, let me push them. And so we go back, and we're like, yo, where's my money? And they're like, oh, did you not get the email? We sent out the email. You, you should have your gift card. And we're like, okay, great. And so we checked their email. Didn't have it. Did not have the email. But they have like this community rewards app, only for Apple devices. So if you're on Android, fuck you. But Sick. we yeah, you have to go to their website. It's we like- logged on and like if you like go to their community events, they get points, and if you gain like ten thousand points, you get five bucks. But they're giving us this gift card through that app. So there was like lists and lists of gift cards that we could do. There was Disney, there was Rainforest Cafe, there was Cabela's and Target and Amazon and all this other stuff. Cinemark, uh, like anything you can think of, it's there's, probably on. So like there's just gift cards for that that you can get. So like if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's a Visa gift card. And you're like, okay, yeah, I want money because I want to lock myself into just buying. Like I'm not going to put $1,000 on Rainforest Cafe, especially when there's not even one in New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I have always thought that getting just basic money or those Visa gift cards is is so much better than getting a gift card to a specific place. Because it's like, you literally are just getting the same thing, but you can spend it anywhere instead of... And this website makes sense for, like, if you get that $5, like, yeah, get $5 on, like, a movie Cinemark, ticket. and you're, yeah. that's a half price movie ticket. You still like no matter where you go for five dollars, you're probably gonna have to spend more than five dollars. You know what I mean? So then it makes sense to put it on some rando gift card, but not when it's a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And so we also looked on the Visa card and it was go like, to Rainforest Cafe for the rest of your goddamn life. <laughs> that's what I told him. I no, made the no. same joke about not having to pay at Rainforest for the rest of my life. But so we like looked at the Visa card and it was like, hey guys, if you do this option, you're only allowed to make online or over the phone purchases, and you have to spend all one thousand dollars within the next six months. And so we're like, well, great. And so we're like, okay, I don't want to touch this yet. It also said that we had sixty days to redeem the card. 
So we're like, okay, you know what? I'll give it, like, I'll give it. We got it on a Wednesday. I was like, I'll give it to Sunday. And on Sunday, I'll redeem it, and I'll try to figure out how to, like, PayPal it to my bank or something. Um, so or you just, Sun- you know, treat yourself, man. Just buy, like, I don't know, fucking VR headset or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that was almost the option. But we went on Sunday to redeem it, and it just wasn't on our account anymore. <sighs> and so we went up, and we're like, where the fuck is my motherfucking money? And they're like, oh, this has been happening to a lot of people. Like, maybe you should write us a check then. And so, like, we finally got it all figured out. Apparently, the website doesn't like email addresses from, like, that have the nmsu.edu handle. So, basically, everyone who lives at The Verge can't use their email. Um, but we finally got the card, so now we just need to transfer it to our PayPal. But it's just, like, such a hassle. And I just want my motherfucking money. It's like... Well, what like Tim was like? I'm just gonna stop paying rent, and then they're gonna ask me what I ha- what, Where's my rent? I'm just gonna say my banker died. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so you can't, you know, you can't trust the man, you know. Yeah, fucking the system will always try to scam you out of your money. Yeah, not, especially yeah. the hard-earned wheel money. <laughs> they they signed the document legally, okay? I want them to pay interest for the week I didn't have it. Okay. I also want them to pay the $20 fee for them transferring it to my bank account through PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear from my lawyers the merge. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now, finally, we can get on to the wild draft for today. All right. So I think what's kind of important is we should probably pick characters... Um, as Doug said, there's 12 characters in a game that's max 6. So we should pick our characters, and we should also try and decide if we want to do a haunt that's existing in a game, or if we want to try and make come up with our own story. I think that we should do sort of a combination of a couple of the haunts into one, but I want it to tie Betrayal together as a whole. So my first thought is that so the ending twist can be that they're all perpetually trapped exploring this house over and over again the same way that you play the game over and over again and that they've been going through different scenarios so that every single scenario in Betrayal is technically canon within the the Betrayal thing. So like they, they get to the end and when they're about to defeat the whatever it's revealed that like the real enemy is them being bound to the house and forced to repeat these actions over and over again. And that's an escaping from that cycle is the ultimate goal rather than defeating the the traitor. Yeah, there's also, I mean, one movie that we can look to for inspiration, even though it was arguably good or bad, was uh, that one movie with Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Cabin in the Woods. Chris Hemsworth uh, was in that movie? Yeah, he was. No way. Bruh. Oh, uh, that's not arguable. That movie is fantastic. Fuck you. If you think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we could definitely pull some stuff. We could also pull some some stuff uh, from Clue the movie. Uh, see, I haven't seen. I don't know. Been wanting to. I I kind of want to do. I don't know how exactly we would do it, but I kind of want to do a movie where there's multiple different endings depending on which version of the movie you get. That's the main gimmick of the Clue movie is that there's a version of the movie where everybody did it. it. You can basically choose like, okay, I think Colonel Mustard did it, and then Colonel Mustard did it. Like there's an option. That's, like there's a menu. If- no, no, it's just like there's different. There's just a bunch of different versions of it. There's there's a bunch of different endings. Alrighty, so for our characters, we've got Zoe Ingstrom slash Instagram. She's eight years old. Her hobbies are dolls and music. And to give a brief description about Zoe, uh, she has an implied tragic story 
Raised in an unhappy home, she uses dolls to express her emotions. And her fears are the boogeyman. Heather Granville, uh, who we already talked a little bit about, uh, her hobbies are television and shopping. She's 18 years old. Um, a brief description is seen as perfect in both her eyes and the eyes of others, but when things aren't perfect, she suffers from headaches. She keeps smiling anyway, and her only fear is not being perfect. Next, we have the huh. beautiful Madame Zostra. She's 37 years old. Her hobbies include astrology, cooking, and America's pastime baseball. Do you have a brief uh, description about her? She's also known as Belladonna. Madame Zostra is a tarot card reader. Tarot? Tarot. Tarot. She's a tarot card reader, a tarot, a carrot card reader, (laughs) and tea leaf reader with her own stay-at-home astrology business. Her fears are death, especially that of herself. Ironic. (laughs) I mean, uh, (laughs) that's kind of a common fear. (laughs) Next, we have our, our big boy, Ox Bellows. He's 20 years old. Uh, it says, a big kid who once had to lash out. Ox is now haunted by his past and what he did that one time. And his fears are Ooh. the dark. Next, we have our young short round, Peter Akimoto. He is 13 years old. His hobbies are bugs and basketball. He's seriously bullied by his family. Peter liked to hide under his house and look at bugs. He wants to be an entomologist. And his fears are getting caught somewhere he can't get out. Okay, so he's basically a bug Pokemon trainer from... Claustrophobic bug Pokemon trainer. I like shorts. They're comfortable and easy to wear. Okay, found his hobbies. Uh, Mr. Ox's hobbies are football and shiny objects. Last, we have Father Reinhardt. He is uh, age 62, and the color of his card is white, and I thought this description of him was being racist. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, he's age 62. He enjoys fencing and gardening. Uh, he is a man who turned to religion to escape persecution. Father Reinhardt is haunted by the mad whispers of the confessional booth. Wow. Uh, his fears are going mad. Persecution, huh? That's, yeah, that's weird. That's what it says. Yeah. What the, who the hell was persecuting Father Reinhardt? What was Father Reinhardt doing before he was Father Reinhardt? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this now. I didn't even know. <laughs> so now that we've got a look at our characters, what, what are we thinking about Haunt? And why why are all of these random characters together? That's my main question: is why are they all at the house? I'm I think that maybe the best way to get all of our characters there is like an accident or something. Like it, they're all on the same bus that is going somewhere, and it breaks down, That's and it breaks idea. down, and the, and they they find the they find the haunted mansion. Maybe a bus isn't the best one. You still have to think of why they were all on all these different people were on the uh, the same bus together. Uh, right, maybe think... we can we can fabricate some relationships between the characters. Like perhaps um, Heather is babysitting the two kids and oh, is being or, an irresponsible I mean, like... caregiver, and her, she's going out with her boyfriend Ox Bellows to fucking Spaceland or some shit. Right. I mean, what we could even do is we could like. I mean, like, I like that, but we could also have Father Reinhardt bringing like so like. We can have Heather babysitting, like, Zoe or Peter. And then we can have Father Reinhardt bringing the other one on, like, a church journey. You know mm, what I mean? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I just had a, a totally, like, out there idea. Mm-hmm. What if they are all, like, they're all on the same bus or whatever going to some place, but they all think that they're going to a different place? And they start arguing about it? Father Reinhardt is like, oh, we're going to, you know this church camp or, or whatever and 
uh, the other one's like, uh, no, this is, you know, the, the fire this, festival, right? Yeah, this is the fire festival, and they start arguing, and then when they arrive, they're just like at the foot of this mansion there and they go to the driver and like what the hell are you doing and then the driver is just like a scarecrow or he just like dissolves into spiders or some shit i like the scarecrow idea yeah that's really neat so now the question is now the now the question is what the haunt will be and i think that uh there should be they should split off into like groups of two that eventually get separated a little bit more because in the game you usually end up going off on your own but I don't know if that works entirely for a movie. The splitting up so aspect either. definitely works, and I want us to at least get to one point where most of the characters are on their own, but we're going to have to split them up like through events in the story rather than, I think, them just deciding to, let's split up to cover more ground. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Velma will investigate the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and if we do a possession haunt or like a ghost-based haunt, I think it would be interesting if at some point they realize that the ghosts are them. Right, because that's like a great from the past. I was looking to think about that as well. Um, because there's... Oh, see, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, that's right. And that's like, how they start even... getting the hint that they're in this like eternal cycle of being stuck in the house and doing haunts over and over again. Do we want to go with that idea? Because I'm stuck on it. If you guys don't like it, we can, we can no, scrap it. No, I like it. that. So, I mean, can we develop that a little bit further? I don't understand. Like, do they lose their memory and then they repeat? Or do they escape and then they get they wind up somewhere else? Like, what's the deal? I think that they're in, like, a time loop that they keep forgetting and they keep coming back to the house. Like, some sort of spirit or some force is, is basically just trapping them and forcing them to go through it over and over, slightly altered each time, as a sort of meta-commentary on the game. So, like, in the movie's canon, somebody playing the game over and over is the canon of the story, right? The, the story assumes that these characters are just being put through these scenarios over and over again, but keep forgetting each time and are sort of perpetually stuck. We could even have it be like, like, we could even go really hardcore meta and just say, you guys are just characters in a movie, you stop existing when this movie ends. I mean, like, this is somewhat kind of related, but the two event cards where one time you look into a mirror and it's like, it's yourself from the future, it's like, hey, you're gonna need this. Yeah. And then they give you an item, and then there's another event card where it says, you see yourself from the past, they need help, give them one of your items, you know? Yeah, yeah, we could, we could have that. We could throw that in. Yeah, I like that a lot. I agree, I just um, think we need to figure out how yeah. they're looping. Right, also, we need to, if it's, like, the same house, we need to, like, thread hints that... They've been there before. Yeah, absolutely. Or is it a literal loop? Like, does it reset, or is, do they just go again? I think they just go again. Yeah, but I think that there's something special about this loop. Like, maybe in the past, like the last haunt, they managed to leave something behind, which man- which lets them this time uh, figure it out and break right. free. So, I mean, so the reveal then is it, well, fuck, we're in a game and it keeps repeating. And so yeah. that brings us to, like, what's the end? Do they repeat again? Do they get out? Is it a twist where they have to repeat it again, but then they're even more like they remember this time? I can see two endings. I can see where they get out and everything's good. Or I can see where they think that they've gotten out and that turns out to be another cog in the big 
repetition. Like that's just like that's just like something that has happened before and it resets again and they forget, right? And, like and we're going at this is something paranormal, right? Yeah. I I absolutely I mean, this could even, we could play that this is hell. Yeah, this I absolutely think that this should be something paranormal. And you know what? This being hell kind of fits it um, works a lot better. As far as a lot of the characters, the children it's a little bit of a stretch. You could say that uh I mean, we could go with the same idea where if it's like the car breaks down, whatever the reason the car broke down is they all died in that event. Yeah, or we just go that the bus crashed. Uh we could we could have it that and we we'd see, sow these seeds early that like Peter Akimoto short round is like the kind of kid that kills cats, you know? Or no, I, or bugs. Bugs. Eh, killing bugs isn't really I don't I don't think killing bugs would send you to hell. Otherwise, I'm well, Screwed. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess that's true, but I mean, like, it, like, not just like literally killing bugs, but you know what I mean, like sadistically. So, like, or feeding ma- bugs to other bugs and stuff. I mean, or maybe he, cats yeah, maybe well. he kills like cats or something, and then like feeds them to bugs to or watch. Or maybe that's yeah, how that's he good. sees that's the good. bugs. Is he kills the cat and the bugs yeah. come to it? Yeah. And then yeah, we need like to come up with something for the girl, like why she deserves hell. I mean, Zoe. It says that she's had a tragic backstory. Maybe she killed her parents. She's d- exactly. Sorry, I, I did I steal your thunder there? No, I mean like you, you same great minds think alike. Am I right, brother? Oh yeah. Hey, baby. Yeah, so, so we, mean, we should just have seeds of like all these like tragic backstories, and the the ending can be revealed that like they're stuck in hell for, and we like so for example we flash back. They're talking about their past to connect with each other. Right, and we show the flashback, and we cut off before like the bad stuff happens, and you you just sort of assume that something bad happened to them rather than the other way around, and then the then you see the flashback again, except it continues, and you see how fucked up they are. Like we basically we show the flashback first, omitting all of the details that show them as evil, and then the end is the reveal that we were just seeing a warped perspective on them. We, we, we see Peter Akimoto playing with bugs and laughing, and then like getting bullied for for liking bugs and like looking up with anger at the bullies and then it comes back and whoever he's talking to is like oh yeah i i understand about bullies like maybe it can be ox who is implied to be a bully and we can sort of express his regret and we flash back to like you know him bullying somebody and, and and showing his remorse now about it but we cut off before we really see what happened. And then later on in the movie, when we show the same flashback and it's revealed that they're in hell, uh, we show Peter Akimoto, what he lo- was looking at was not just bugs, but it was like, you know, the dead the cat. The cat. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, dead yeah. cat that he had killed. And, you know, we, we show him with, like, the knife. So, we, you know, that it's him and he's not just watching, like, a random dead cat that he found. And then Ox can show that he went way too far and, like, actually killed somebody. And he wasn't just regret being a bully. He was regretting murdering somebody we can do similar things for all of the the main characters uh do you guys like that and if you do uh why don't you guys come up with some of your own well so i mean what do we have so far so we've got that ox bullied someone to death we've got peter fed stuff to cats and we've got that zoe killed her parents so i mean like we in our first flashbacks it could just be like her being sad or playing with her dolls while her parents are fighting and then like as we can reveal it we can reveal that she killed her parents I mean, we could even have her say that like yeah like uh, i i can imagine her like peeking around the corner and her parents like arguing like you see those shadows on the wall and and like a slap and like you know the the shadow starts coming up to zoe and then it cuts away and then in the f- the next flashback you see that she's holding a knife 
and you didn't see that before and when the parent comes up then she stabs them and like stabs the other one and then starts playing with dolls while they're like dying in the background right i also think that we should bring their fears into their flashbacks so zoe is afraid of the boogeyman and that's like kind of how we can first have the first flashback is her telling her fear yeah and the boogeyman i think for extra shock value can be revealed to be her father yeah like she's scared of a guy coming in the middle of the night and abusing her and you know if we want to go real dark where we're where we could go with that is that she's a victim of like sexual i don't know if we want to do that and say that she went to hell girl because like no i mean yikes not for not for that that's more self-defense for sure yikers um big yikes so heather she's uh seen as perfect in both her eyes and the eyes of others Um, She's afraid of not being perfect, so I think what we could do is that, like, she didn't get into the school she wanted to. I don't know if that's, like, her character. If, like, she didn't get the grade she wanted to, so she couldn't get the car her daddy promised her because she wasn't perfect, then she could leave the house or, like, drive. I guess it wouldn't work if we we were trying to get her car. We could just do seppuku for this one, right? We totally could just do seppuku for that one. Yeah, that works way better. Good on you. We could do do, uh, she... I mean, we already sort of have bullying, but we could do a different kind of bullying with Heather where she gets jealous of somebody and we can still have all that other stuff and then causes them to commit suicide. I mean, I mean, like her hobbies are television and shopping. We can stretch this a smidge and push it to acting so we can have her like going for a television show. She's not perfect. She loses the role and she sabotages the lead actor so they can't get to shooting the next day um, so she can get in. Which causes the other girl to kill herself. Or they find out that she did it. And so they're like, yo, you're never going to act with us again. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that could be too. Or yeah, they just catch her trying to like pop the tires or whatever. Yeah, it's like in the... I don't know. I feel like there's some movie similar to that. Except minus the seppuku part. You know what I mean? Where like the bully of the movie sabotages the main character. And then they're caught and kicked out. Maybe. I don't know. So we've got Madame Zastra. This one is a little more difficult um she, her hobbies are astrology cooking and she's a tarot card reader I, I guess what we could do for her is that she is a fake and so she's like could be one of those mediums that helps uh you know when a, somebody's child goes missing they'll go to to her and she'll be like mm, yep i see it he's dead or yes it was an awful murder much stabbings or you know like she's like oh yeah he's he's alive out there somewhere but in reality it's all just a scam and so like we just have that being like all the pain and stuff she's caused other what, people what if to send her to hell i mean we're, we're going extreme with a lot of these uh and this might be too similar to some other stuff but i'm thinking what if she gave a false reading and then like found one of the children that she'd said was dead and like <laughs> killed them to fucking hush it up or to be like oh look my my psychic abilities led me to the, the to the body. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! I and mean, we could even have it like push it farther and say she's the one kidnapping the kids in the front. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, go. that'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> there we go. Okay, last but not least, Father Reinhardt. Obviously, he has a, tr- uh, a cover-up backstory, so all we have to do is say what this backstory is. His hobbies are fencing and gardening. He stabbed a man to death and buried him and grew a garden on top of it. Nice. Easy. I don't know. I don't know if we want to go a little bit more in depth. As you said, the others are a little bit more deeper and a little bit more dark, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think we just need to build around that story. Like, why did he stab him? And And was the stabbing the cause for the persecution? Like, what, the he... persecution has to be explained. Oh, I got you, boys. I got you, boys. And I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean this uh, to be offensive to anybody, uh, but we could have where he is 
gate. So he's uh, oh yeah, you know that. That, there we go. Um, and so then we could still do you know the 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 priest stereotype, but I don't want. Ooh, what if he what if he stabbed his lover who was going to expose him for being gay after he converted to Christianity? Okay, all right. So we'll say maybe he's like getting high in the church. So maybe now he was like running for like cardinal or something. I don't hope. I mean, I, I could say Pope, but he's not Pope. <laughs> no, I know. I'm joking. I'm you joking. know what I mean? I don't know the the rank for the Catholic Church or any uh, church, really. Catholic Church is straight whack with the ranks and shit. Maybe he was becoming in charge of a, a district of churches or something. So this guy was going to have or something. So he could have just have it being that he's a priest. He's trying to become an archbishop. Yeah, let's go for that. Um, okay, so we figured out the character's... We figured out that they're in hell, and we figured out their backstories. Now all we need to do is come up with an actual storyline and what the deal is. Because we can have, like, each character have their own mini hunt. You know what I mean? So everybody has their own mini hunt, which, I mean, I guess could be, like, we could make the haunts smaller, more like an event card, and each character has to go through their own of that, which is basically all tied around their own fears. And then they're pushed together, they're learning, they're discovering, like, kind of what's going on, they're learning about their backstory, they're... Do they remember who they were? They do, right? Yeah, they do. I Maybe they can't that. remember that they're awful people. Here's an idea, boys. What if they uh, find the actual Secrets of Survival book, like, from the game, and it helps them through the first haunt, and they think that they can escape, and then another haunt starts up, and they're like, this book lied. It says that we're supposed to be able to get out after one. And then it turns out that it's their past selves trying to like break the game like they've done something to fuck with it and that they were supposed to win by not completing the haunt and or by by not escaping the house after the haunt and just getting sucked into another one they have begun whatever sequence of events are necessary in escaping the endless cycle of being in these haunts right and so but like the that brings the question what is the end of the movie then because if they're in hell, it's still going to repeat, right? Uh, I think that they should break free, and then we can either have the ending be, oh, them breaking free is just part of the larger experience of hell, and they just have to do it again anyways. Or they legitimately break free, and their spirits are allowed to move on. What do you think, Tim? I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the whole time loop in hell everything and if we if we still are wanting to go there just because it raises some questions i do like the idea for the tome showing up i think one thing that could be really interesting is that they don't find the tome or because i think i think it would be interesting like if it's if it literally loops you know what i mean or maybe Um, like it's happened so many times that like one of the characters has written down all the haunts you know what i mean and they keep finding it i think that's what's given in the mirror Ooh. Ooh. But, like, the question is, is do we see both sides? Do we see somebody in the beginning of the movie getting it? And then at the end of the movie, we see somebody giving it to them? You know what I mean? They don't, they don't realize the significance of it? Yeah, maybe. One idea I had, and maybe we can work that into it, this makes it more of a single loop than, like, my idea is that um, at some point, you know, the character finds the mirror, it's hectic, crazy going on in the background, and they're like, take this, and they throw the book through the mirror, you know what I mean? And then at the very end of the movie, the exact same scenes happens, except on the opposite side of it. But that makes it so it's just a, a single loop, instead of, like, all the haunts, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, my entire idea for the, the uh, multiple loops was so that 
each game of betrayal could be. No, canon. yeah, I agree. I agree. It was just an idea. Okay, I mean that that could work. Or maybe what we could do is kind of the same thing where it's like handing it through the mirror but it's obvious that we somehow make it obvious that it's a different set of scenarios it's in a different room you know some things it's at a different point in the story you know what i mean so it's like you're passing it to a different version of so it's like an or like i don't know because it's we want it to be a loop so it's the same characters you know what i mean but like we make I i don't know guys I think the best thing is we start the movie off with what we believe is a two weeks later kind of deal. Or like a 24 hours later or later kind of deal, you know what I mean? We like have the start of the movie. We just see our, our heroes, they're in a room, it's crawling with vines, scariness is happening. We see, let's say, uh, Madame Zoster gets sucked out a window by a vine. Uh, Heather and Ox are like writing, please, please don't. Or like, please, you gotta, you know, they're like, write it down, write it down. They write it down on the window, they look to the mirror. And they look and they see Zoe. Like, Zoe, take this. And so they, they give it to her. She takes it, right? And then we have them all get sucked into, sucked into, like, the portal kind of thing. Or, like, out the windows from the vines. And then we kind of, like, fade to black and we reopen. And it, so the audience believes it's, like, a two, two days earlier kind of deal. You know what I mean? But we don't, like, say that. And so then they go into the house and then somebody gets the book. And they start to figure out, like wait a minute, we've been through this before. Okay, but what in the book helps them break it? I think it just has every haunt written down. And so, like, one thing that we could do, like, in the start of the movie is they're being like, damn it, like, this isn't, like, there's nothing about vines in this fucking book. And they're like, well, write it down, write it down. Oh, see, I like that. That's good. So they write it down, they hand it through the mirror, and so, like, we can see that they've been doing this over and over again. At this point, we're repeating a hunt. They've already gone through them all, but this time we're repeating one. And so because they have the book, they know how to defeat it. Uh, the question now is, what happens after they escape? What we could do is, like, they finally escaped, you know what I mean? And so they, like, go down because, like, it's all started with this bus or whatever. And so they drive down the hill and sell the bus to just, like, some used car dealership. And another group of six buys the bus or rents the bus and then drives it the direction of the house. So it's implied that this loop is going to happen again with the new Civic. Okay. Well, I mean, so are they dead? No. Yeah. Let's just say it's, like, know. some haunted house. Just some, yeah, and they're just, like, trapped in a loop because it's yeah. like... I think that's the best the thing. I think we just need a... thing? Yeah. I think it's right, okay. too complicated. But we can still keep the tragic backstory, just not that they're... Dead. Yeah, maybe that's the reason why and, they and got maybe stuck, we should we know? should not we should like pull back on how evil they are because if they're that yeah. evil then nobody would want to root for them. I, I was just making them that evil for the hell purpose, the sake hell. of them being in hell. Okay, so we've got an ending, we've got a beginning, and now we just need the details in the fucking middle. Yeah, brother. So brother, uh, the movie starts off. Let's say that it's just. Ox, Heather, and Zoe. Zoe is like hugging onto Heather. Heather's like, it's okay. We'll get out of this. And Ox is just raging in the background, like, this isn't in the fucking book. You said that it was in the fucking book. We, like, how are we supposed to beat this if we don't know what's in the book? And she's like, just write it down. Just write it down. So they write it down, pass it through the mirror. And then vines, vines, vines. They all get sucked out the window. Then we could have Heather just like busts awake on the bus and she's driving with other people. And they, the car kind of just rolls to a slow stop in front of this mansion. They're like, hey, bus driver, nani the fuck? They look at the bus driver, and uh, they push him, and his head falls off because he's just a scarecrow. They're like, okay, haha, funny. They go into the house, and um, I think this is kind of where we can start putting the seeds 
that I think like we need like a big scene where they investigate the house, but something happens where that causes them to split up. I don't think it should be a choice being like, hey, you come with us, you come with us. I think it should be like some sort of choice. So, you know, Ox is afraid of the dark. Yeah. Right. So we have like maybe the lights come out or we see, I mean, it could even be multiple things. You know what I mean? Like it goes dark and like this boogeyman character that we'll eventually see in Zoe's nightmares is like coming out of like the fireplace. So like Ox and Zoe like run away. And so Heather has to follow them, but they split up. Right. They like the boogeyman gets in between them. So Madam's last year, Father Reinhardt and Peter, they run a different direction. I like it. Um, And this can kind of like start off everything that way. Uh, The boogeyman character, if we're going to do something like that, I think we should have the boogeyman be revealed to be like a benevolent force like it, it should be it should be the one that's trying to help them get out of the house like that's what it is like maybe it's one of them from the past or or something like that that became a traitor you know like they they did their traitor thing and became like a fucking ghost but now that now they're trying to help them by being the boogeyman i like that idea i mean i like that but the problem that we have with that is that it just complicates um, it um yeah, but the, yeah. I mean, just having an unexplained boogeyman. It's a haunted house. No, I mean, I think the boogeyman should still be her father. So it's a tragic backstory. Her father was not abusive to her, but like, uh, like real shit dad who's like really demanding and strict and like punished her and like yelled at his mom all the time. You know what I mean? Um, so like the boogeyman is still like the boogeyman to her. It's still her father, but it, you know, it just looks like an act, a literal boogeyman to like everyone. You know what I mean? I mean, we could always, yeah. That, that's fine. We could always do the classic, like, somebody walks through a door and then falls down the coal chute immediately, and then only one person is brave enough to follow them, or they're just stuck on their own in the basement for some spooky scenes. Yeah, that's, uh, I think we could have Ox, Zoe, and then Heather run off in one direction. And then we can also maybe... do the secret, uh, secret wall in like the library, like somebody leans up against a bookcase and then it flips around and I mean, they're gone. I mean, the easy thing for the... the basement is like the collapsed room two people make the quote-unquote roll to get through the room but one person doesn't and falls all right okay so they walk in there the boogeyman shows up so zoe and ox run away heather tries to follow but she and madame zostra fall through the trapdoor into the basement and father reinhardt mr priest is stuck with young peter akimoto young peter akimoto so at this point they start going on from two different things they're doing their own thing obviously heather or madame zostra can be injured from their quick fall down into the basement and i think we should really turn up the spooks in the basement right maximum spooks some bats flying around coffins and shit right and that like coffins and shit could like really play well with madame zostra play into her because she is afraid of death yeah um and we can also have this be where like she can get some of her flashbacks Ooh, what if she opens a coffin and she sees like a half decayed corpse of herself yeah exactly and then uh, there could also be like cages you know like that remind her of you know i mean it could just like flashback to her being like i see your son i see him He's stuck in a cage. I don't know where. And so you're thinking, oh, this is just a, a dark memory for her. But then you like realize that like she's actually kidnapping kids. I think we should rework our imagined backstories so that they're a little bit more sympathetic and they they're not like evil. Like, on, we, honestly, we can just have Peter Akimoto be like a, a creepy kid who gets bullied because he likes bugs a lot. So he's I mean you know, uh, shy and and this one the let's take Father Reinhardt's 
story, have it be the exact same and just cut it off before he kills the ex-lover. You know what I mean? Or the ex-lover tries to kill him or whatever. Whatever we said. Let's just cut it off. Yeah, like, like That's he, why he turned to religion is because of that backstory we created. Or, you know, it could have been like an honor duel. You know, like he still regrets it, but it wasn't like cold blood murder. It was just like... Or maybe he... Or like he killed a dude but it was by accident. Like in yeah. an actual fencing match. Yeah. 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 And obviously, Zoe Instagram is pretty easy. You just make her a victim of abuse, like she didn't kill her parents. That that's all you have to do. How um, about uh, Miss Headache for not being perfect? She, I mean, we could do the same thing like, where she sabotaged someone yeah. and got the. What if she? What if, yeah, no. What if she just got like drunk in her car and got in a, a driving accident and maybe didn't necessarily kill anybody, but like permanently injured somebody, and she's been dealing with guilt for that. I, I like it, but I don't know if that's necessarily what the character. I don't know because her whole character is about I mean, being perfect, like you know. Yeah, and she she like she uh, she didn't live up to being perfect. Like something bad happened, and then she got drunk and but made poor decisions again. Maybe, but I feel like the the sabotaging someone else to get the role, so you are the perfect one. I feel like more. Yeah, I, I guess you could just keep that. Yeah. But then Oxy's just a bully. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, Ox easy, just bully. So I do want a moment. Here, here's my big contribution to the story. I want a moment where they none of them know what to do against like like say for example there's a zombie or like one of the flesh walkers and they're like we don't have the thing to defeat it. What are we gonna do? And then Ox just comes up and just punches it in the face, and <laughs> he yeah. just like punches its head off, and it works. Yeah, and I think that could be something that could be interesting is that they find the book. They get a haunt that they've had before. It's in the book. They defeat it. Then the, like all the doors shut. They like open up the door and it's a new room. You know what I mean? But then, bam, a new haunt is happening. But it's in the book. They know how to defeat it. Bam, they defeat it. Oh, maybe maybe that's what happens then. So instead of the beginning of the book being, or the movie being, it's not in here. They can be like, it says that's what we're supposed to do. She's like, well, write down a, a change. And so then they hand it through the mirror, but then it changes back. You know what I mean? So it's like, the book is flawed, even though they're handing it back to the other person. It's not giving them the correct information. Madame Zoster is able to read them, figure out what the correct information is, and then... Or, yeah, and we just go back to the... Maybe we go back to Doug's idea of maybe they find like blood on the wall or something where it's like, don't trust the okay. book. Okay. So Heather and Madame Zostra fell downstairs. Madame Zostra is real spook because there's a corpse of herself. So what are what is everybody else doing? What is Peter and Father doing? They should get into some garden misadventures and their conflict should be father reinhardt hates bugs because he thinks they're pests and he likes gardening so he wants to get rid of them and peter akimoto is a big fan of bugs thinks father reinhardt's a big bully and they get into like a sort of like creepy wildlife section like you know they get into the gardens like the cemetery and there's like overgrown creepers and stuff and then they get attacked by giant bugs and only because peter akimoto knows the bug anatomy can he defeat them with the help of father reinhardt's awesome fencing ability and they grow to have mutual respect for one another that's really good so tell me what are ox and zoe doing zoe's the small child with the balls um okay so they made it through the collapsed room and so maybe they make it into the play there's a playroom right a game room a game room yeah they make it into the game room, and Ox is being an idiot because he's Ox. He's just like, uh, 
you like dolls or something like that? I don't know. He's like, uh, you want to play some games or something? No. I don't know. So he's just like trying to distract her, like trying, or like maybe there's something shiny in the room. And so he starts playing with it. And maybe like the girl gives him, I don't know, guys, help me out. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um, I think, because what we could do is, because um, they're both like, because, you know, they just ran away from the boogeyman, you know what I mean? And the dark. So we can first hit up Ox, because Ox's backstory is a little bit more easy to understand than Zoe's are like less impactful. I guess we could just have it be that he was bullied at home. And so he was like held in the closet for like long periods of times in the dark. And so that's what he's afraid of. And that's why he like turned to bullying people. Okay. So we can have. And maybe like, so it's not the game room. It's like some dark something. And so she like comforts him with her doll or something because it's shiny. Or maybe they like share their backstories a little bit and they realize that they're fairly similar. So they like bond with each other maybe. Right. And so one thing that we could do is like they go through some misadventures of the boogeyman chasing them being them being trapped in the dark um it's getting to like a real head they're real spooked and then heather reveals or excuse me zoe reveals that it is her dad is the boogeyman you know because ox he's reformed you know he regrets being a bully he's like oh you want to know how i dealt with my bully i punched him in the goddamn face and he's like if we get out of here i'm gonna give your dad the same treatment (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, like, what it could be is, like, that, like, because she's so afraid of it, that's, like, the boogeyman, that's why the boogeyman is there. And so, like, she reveals that it's his dad, so, like, when the boogeyman shows up the next time, like, we can see, like, wisps of the dad, and Ox just punches him in the face, he flies out a window kind of thing, and, like, that's how they, like, can defeat, like, complete their little arc for the, like, for the Yeah. I like it. And so then, at this point, we've all kind of reconvened. Madame Zostra and Heather have found the secret staircase to get back up to the lobby. Ox and... Zoe get back, Father Reinhardt and Peter get back, and a haunt starts. So we could have it. We could have it be the Fleshwalkers, just because that's pretty creepy. You know, them like being kind of working together, um, but really getting knocked up a little bit. This is when they can find the mirror. Um, they are given the book, and they look through the book, and they find the haunt. They figure out what they need to do, and they do it. But to reveal that. That only made the them stronger. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Then they realize that, like, scratched into the floor is don't trust the book. Or there's blood that says don't trust the book. Um, you know, and we could have that be in, like, the vine room or something. Or it could be behind the mirror. Maybe something happens where Ox is a angry little boy and punches the, the mirror and it shatters and written behind it. Like, on the wood that's, behind it is just, like, don't trust yeah, the book. Yeah, that's really cool. So then... Uh, we still need to decide which haunt they do. I mean, it could be the Fleshwalkers. Maybe this is like, we could do a riff off the Fleshwalkers where the things they're facing is something that they're, instead of it being their evil twins, it's like... Their fears. Uh, yeah, so in the haunt, the stars align. They're trying to summon Cthulhu, basically, but they release nightmares into the house. And you have to defeat the nightmares in the haunt. So the nightmares that are released in this haunt can each individually be their each each one of their fears so like for zoe instagram it can be the boogeyman for father reinhardt it could be like a rotting and bug ridden corpse of the person he stabbed and buried under his garden for peter akimoto it could be like a monstrous version of uh, somebody who bullies him who just keeps crushing bugs under his feet for Madame Zostra, it could be, like, literally her dead. Like a zombie version of her. Like a zombie version of her. For Ox, 
It could be like a bunch of tiny dolls of all of the people that it, he's bullied. I don't know. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So, uh, Heather, like, how do they how do they defeat the hunt and, re- and like escape the loop? Uh, maybe something like instead of destroying the nightmares, they need to like embrace them and take them in as a part of them. It's kind of cheesy and and stereotypical, but like that's the only thing I can think of right now. I think basically what we need to have happen is that through the beginning of it, everybody faces their fears and accepts it except for one person. And then because of that, that one person gets possessed and his nightmare is coming out for everybody. And so then they're having to get through and have him accept his fear to defeat the hunt. Okay. And you want that to be Ox? Um, I think if we're going to have one person who can't accept it, they should be the one with, like, we should go back to them having, like, the the serious, like, hell backstory, like, the, the murder sort of thing. Like, one person is, like, super bad? Yeah, one person is super bad, and that's why they couldn't accept it. Okay, so who do we want it to be? All right, yeah. So, here here's my basic idea. Each of their fears is tied into an omen. And when they confront their fears, they each get an omen, right? And then the final omen is the one that the person can't confront, and that is the haunt starting. Then they get possessed, they go to... They go and start a haunt, like perhaps they start the one... Let's just go go ahead and say it's the one where there's a madman letting a bunch of ghosts in. That one's good. Um, if we're wanting to do Madman, then we should go with Father Reinhardt because his fear is going mad. Oh. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. And Father Reinhardt killed somebody because they were going to expose that he was gay. Uh, right. And so we can still do the thing with Madame Zostra where she's faking yeah, it. Madame Zostra still it was faking it and then regains confidence. But she wasn't confidence. kidnapping kids. She, she, was just, she was just faking it and causing other people harm. Well, because she faked it, she sent the police in the wrong direction because they went exactly. the wrong direction. A kid ended up... And dying. then, so, that haunt happens. They deal with it. Uh, they confront Father Reinhardt's backstory, but then they realize that they're in a time loop through the book, and something goes wrong. Do we go with my original idea where they think that they should escape? Like, they have... Father Reinhardt collapsed and and he sort of comes to at the end and they, they can't escape the house and then another haunt starts and they have to face another one or do they just get out and then another group of people gets the bus? Honestly, I think it's like easier if we don't have it be them getting out of the loop. I think it's easier if they just kill Reinhardt they get out. They're like, fuck yeah, we did it hooray they're driving away and then father reinhardt wakes up in the back of the bus and they're like oh gee i didn't realize you were sleeping back there and then they pull up to the house again oh like like uh they have him passed out in the back of the bus no like no 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 um, no, they shouldn't kill him oh yeah they they unpossess him and then they like carry his unconscious body out put him back there and then he wakes up and it's like oh shit they're in the time or like they have him handcuffed you know what i mean but he just wakes up without handcuffs yeah yeah i like that and then they're like oh you're awake so are we making the op- we have to make the opening that again? Yeah. Well, no, no, but with a different character. Oh, that'll be but with a different character that wakes up. All right, because it's a different traitor every time. All right, I think we got it. I think we got a story here. No, but I mean, like, I said the beginning would have to be him waking up in the bus again. But we'll just do that post credits, like post opening mm. credits scene. So it'll just be the first scene after the throw the thing through the book. Everyone gets sucked out, smash black. You know, betrayal in the house of the hill. Cut to this him waking up. No, but it's somebody different. Yes. A character waking up. Right, so to start us off, for our final draft, we'll summarize it real quick. It starts off, 
they're in a spooky mansion. There's only three people there. Um, someone's reading through the book and it's like, the book says that we, you know, all we have to do is burn it. And she's like, well, I'm burning it. Nothing's happening. And it's like, well, geez, Louise, what do we do? She's like, well, just write down the changes. So write down the changes. They pass it through the mirror and then whap, whap vines, suck them out through windows. Right. I like the idea. I like the idea. Sorry to interrupt our final draft, but I like the idea of like all of the haunts have just scribbles and it's just trial and error pretty much. Right. Right. And there's like crosses out, you know? Yeah. 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 I like that. Cause then that makes it believable that they've been there this through this a lot of times. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And so, and I think maybe they just in the, this version, they just throw away the book. They're just like, look at how many times it's been crossed through with how many changes and this isn't helping. You know what I mean? We just need to, we just need to kill. We just need to stop father Reinhardt. You know what I mean? We just need to like okay. kill him or knock him out or incapacitate him or something. So we can get out of this. So we can get out of this house. So they're just like, God, like it says we should be burning the book and everything should be good. Well, I'm burning the book. It's not fucking working. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll just write down, write, write that down. And so they just write down the book doesn't work. Maybe that's what they do. They say they write down the book doesn't work. And so they pass that through the mirror and then cut to black betrayal in the house of the hill. And then we are riding the bus. We see our five characters, Father Reinhardt, Madame Zostra, Peter Akimoto, and Heather. They're kind of talking about, like, man, dude, I am really hungry. I could really use a bathroom break. Then, bang, Zoe wakes up in the background. And, like, that's something that we could even do, like, in the opening scene. We just hear a little girl laughing maniacally. Ooh. Right? Ooh, I like so that. So, in the opening scene, we hear a little girl laughing maniacally. Vines are whipping everywhere. And they're like, we just burn the book. It says, you know, like, it says we should burn the book. She's like, well, I'm burning it. It's not working. Okay, we'll write that down. They pass that book through the mirror. Um, we don't see who, but it's like, hey, hey, come here. Come here. Take this. They just pass it through. We don't see what's on the other side of the mirror um then whap whap finds suck suck him out the window we're driving um you know smash to black trail now the hill we're driving to somewhere um there's five people on it everybody but zoe they're like man i could really really use a bathroom break peter's like i miss my mom i don't know why she sent me on this trip alone and then bang zoe wakes up in the back little girl and everyone's like kind of scared like whoa i didn't realize that you were back there you've been asleep for a really long time the bus rolls to a stop in front of this really creepy house they're like dude what the fuck like i really like i mean i said i had to go to the bathroom but i didn't mean i had to stop at the next abandoned house you saw and they look at the the driver and it's just a scarecrow they're like nani yeah so they like get out they shelf towards the house ox is like i'm not going in the house But, you know, they eventually talk him in the house and they go to the house and this is where the spooks begin. So as they enter the house, they look around the wide and vast uh, entrance hall and the door slams shut behind them. And they tr- the, the candles all come to light in a row, you know, tw- 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 classic horror movie shit. And right, and we could have a funny joke where like Ox is being like, "I'm not going to that house; it's a fucking goddamn ghost house." And then they like walk in, all that shit happens. He's like, "What did I fucking tell you?" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the ghostiest of ghost houses, almost you know, stereotypical. And they start trying to like bash down the door. And they and uh, the Ox, Father Reinhardt, and Heather are all the main people trying to to burst open the door. But Madame Zostra and Zoe. Ingstrom and perhaps uh, Peter Akimoto are their eyes are fixed on something else and they're fixed at the fireplace which has begun to flicker and and the fire is rising slowly slowly as a shadow begins to form above the fire that isn't quite something that's cast by anything natural it's the shadow of a humanoid and as the shadow grows and gets darker it becomes more and more solid as it takes a step and it's no longer a shadow it is now a silhouette 
of a person. You see it reflected in each of the three characters who are looking at its eyes. Zoe looks at it and she sees the boogeyman. Madame Zoster looks at it and she sees her her own face. And Peter Akimoto looks at it and sees, I don't know, like a, the face of his bully. And they all run while the three in the back are are still trying to burst open the door. When they hear the others running, they turn, see, and and see their companions bolting out all in different directions, and they see the silhouette, and they decide to bolt, and this is how we get them all separated with the groups that we mentioned earlier, because they just follow each of the others. Tyler. So we have Peter, Ox, no, excuse me, Ox, and Zoe, and Madame Zastra, one run direction as our other groups run another and as they run through a room ox is lagging behind the others and as he's running his big heavy footsteps you just oh sorry madame zostra is running behind him and as they run into the room you hear some creaks and they kind of look at the floor and ox kind of looks around him and the closest thing to him is uh zoe so he scoops her up and jumps and as he jumps the floor gives out and madame zostra plummets into the pit and so Ox and Zoe land on a on a small ledge next to one of the other doors in the room. And so they kind of share a relief. And we see the boogeyman peek into the room and then turn and storm off in another direction of the house. With the, the room collapsed, they, they decide to turn around and walk through the door behind them. Tip. So you said the boogeyman turned and went in a different direction? Yeah. Because there was a floor on the wall or what? Yeah. I mean, like, the floor is gone. So he just kind of, like, looked in and just, like, stomped away. Okay. So we've got uh, Peter... And are we having Heather with Madame Zoster or is Madame Zoster alone? I think we said Madame Zoster was alone, so I don't know what Heather's doing. Okay, so Heather is running with Father Reinhardt and with Peter. They run out into the garden and they like take a quick breath. Father Reinhardt takes a second to look around and he thinks, wow, you know, this is this is a nice garden. I, I wish I could have a garden like this in my house. But all of a sudden these huge, enormous bugs start crawling out of there. They're very scared, but Peter knows what to do. I think one thing that could be interesting is if it grabs Father Reinhardt and drags him away. So Father Reinhardt's gone. It's just Heather and Peter. Peter uh, knows the bugs. He's studied these bugs, so he and Heather are able to... They defeat the bug army, and then they chase after Father Reinhardt to get him back. Uh, meanwhile, Madame Zostra is downstairs, and she's having the spook of her life down there. Douglas. Oh, jeez. Uh, Tyler. <laughs> so, man, it's really spooky down here. It's cobwebby, it's uh, musky, it's super dusty. Dust is swirling through the, the light streams coming from the hole in the, the ceiling from, from the, the first floor. And she kind of gets up and she's brushing herself off, getting herself a little cleaner than what she is because she's dusty. And um, she walks and she walks into the next room and the door creaks open and there's like, it's like old, old torch light just lighting up this room. And as she walks in, the door shuts behind her and she's in the crypt. There's sarcophaguses and uh, coffins all around the room. And not knowing what to do, she's kind of starting to freak out. And one coffin creaks open. And she walks towards it. Or maybe she doesn't. Maybe she she takes a step back. Or maybe, yeah, she walks towards it. And inside she sees herself. But obviously, like, weeks dead. And she's half of herself is rotten off. And then she kind of gasps and takes a few steps back. And then all of a sudden, she herself dead self sits up in the coffin and looks at her. Tim. Oh man, that's so spooky. So we come back to Ox and Zoe and they are 
running through the house trying to be safe. Um, they stop in the game room because Ox finds like a real shiny, like uh, old timey rifle, like Civil War rifle or Revolutionary War rifle. He just finds on the wall. So he takes it off. He's like, yo, we could use this. You know what I mean? But because of this, you know, and Zoe's like, yo, I think we should move on. And, you know, she's holding her doll and she's like, I really think that we should go. And he's like, no, 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 we've got time. We've got time. So he like takes the rifle off the wall, but this gave the boogeyman time to come up. So the room starts to darken as he's picking this up and he begins to become afraid because the room is dark. So he's, he's got the gun off the wall, and he's, like, looking around trying to find it. They see the boogeyman start to walk through. He pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. He cocks it back. He pulls the trigger. There's a big dust of smoke, but nothing really happens. So he and Zoe kind of run away, and they are able to slip into a, a very small closet in the hallway where Ox begins to panic because it's so dark in, in, in the closet. And he's like, I can't do it in here. And she's like, shut the fuck up. I'm nine. Shut up. You know, kind of thing. Um, and he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, and he kind of, we kind of get Ox's backstory, and he kind of tells him like how how his father would throw him in the closet when Ooh. you know, like when he wasn't behaving, and so like he was forced to like live in the closet, Harry Potter style, and he just he hates it. Um, so he claustrophobic. And uh, I don't know so much claustrophobic, just uh, like dark spaces. Um, I think being claustrophobic could work. Scared of it. I mean, it, it could. But that's but more of a Peter again, thing. It kind of yeah. Peter's Spears is getting caught somewhere he can't get out, so that feels claustrophobic. Okay. But, I mean, either way, it's claustrophobia or it's just, like, dark places, the small dark places. He's freaking out. I mean, he tells his backstory about that. He tells how he took it out on children. And, he like, it's, like, his worst regret. So he tells him, yeah, my dad was, my dad was really mean to me, too. He, he hurt mommy kind of thing. And at this point, Ox is like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, that's why I left. My mommy sent me to my aunt. She put me on the bus to go see my aunt. And then she can make a comment like, I can't believe he's here chasing us or something stupid like that. Mm. And he's like, what? And he's no, like, that's, that's what she sees. And she's like, that's my dad, the boogeyman. Like, my dad is the boogeyman. He's like, well, you know how, like, I finally stopped my dad from putting me in the closet, right? She's like, no, how? He's like, I punched him in the goddamn face. And the door busts open. And it's just her dad sitting there and just, like, clocks it. And it uh, just, like, withers away or, like, evaporates or, you know, flies out a window. And she, like, hugs him. And she's like, thank you, Ox. She's like, no problem, little kiddo. And then at this point, uh, we cut to we can cut back to Madame Zostra, who is running away from zombie person and runs into Father Reinhardt, who has been sucked away um, from the bug people. Duh. Okay, and so they're they're all in a panic talking to each other then they look both ways and father reinhardt's still being pursued by the bug people and uh madame zostra is still being pursued by by zombie and and they book it out and they make their way into uh some of the interesting locations from the game that are in the basement such as the underground lake catacombs as they're running away they find a small place to hide a little crevice in the in the wall with with some removable stones uh father reinhardt moves them and they they hide behind but then they turn and they're in a uh in a room with a bunch of cages and in these cages are little child skeletons and upon seeing this madame zoster begins to freak out and father reinhardt has to quiet her and and asks her once the danger is passed, once they once they hear the the footsteps go away, he's like, "What's wrong with you? You 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 nearly gave us away." And she then explains her backstory of causing a child's death by pointing the police in the wrong direction because of her ignorance. And uh, she found out later that the child had been kept in a cage in their parents' house, and uh, she blames herself. 
and that's why she has lived in regret all these years. And uh, Father Reinhardt would go, I too have my regrets, but I found penance with God. And he'll leave it at that. Once they have finally had this conversation, they notice that a bit of light is uh, creeping in from the top, and they look and see that there is a a vine that you know what no scratch that they look to look they look around to look for another way out and they see oddly enough elevator doors they have found the mystic elevator yay and they walk in there's no buttons but the door shuts and takes them somewhere. the door takes them somewhere else smash cut back to uh our good old buddy short round tyler so short round and uh heather just like oh my god father reinhardt what happened oh my god he's been taken what do we do and then we hear the the spiders coming out again and they're crickling and they're crawling and heather freaks out and runs out the door but but peter stands his ground and he knows that the 200 eyed spiders love shiny things and so he pulls out a quarter and flicks it through the air, and the light bouncing off the quarter freaks him out, and they run away, and he, it gives him time to escape Noble along with Pope Heather. from the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure soundtrack plays. And so they make it out, and Heather's freaking out, and uh, Peter's like, WTF, girl, I'm 13. How, like, how am I standing up to bugs and you're not? Like, you're the older, you should be protecting me. And uh, she's just like, oh, man, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to go to... Uh, acting uh, i'm supposed to be going to the set i'm I'm supposed to be acting in this show oh my god you know this isn't right and she starts getting headache and he's like yo dude like calm down it's not that big of a deal like we'll get out of this house and uh she's like no we won't we won't because i don't know she's you know like, it's just my, it's karma it's it's karma catching yeah, up to me. Yeah. So I, it's you know it's because i i cut the girl's tire she couldn't make it to her final audition so they had to pick me I mean, it's karma catching up to me. And so now I can't make it either. Yeah. He's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, But at this point, she's like, we're never going to make it out of here. At this point, um, the wall opens up behind them and Father Reinhardt and Madame Zostris limp out. And they're like, oh, Father Reinhardt, I can't, like, are you okay? I can't believe it. And he's like, yeah, I found a friend too. And at this point, Ox and Zoe walk back in. They're like, hey, guys, like, can you really believe? Can you really believe, like, that spooky shit just happened? Like, oh, my God. And at this point, um, Father Reinhardt is staring blankly at a mirror. And we look and see the scene that's coming on behind him. And we see Zoe, or excuse me, we see Heather and whoever I said earlier ah. looking through the mirror. Ah. And they give Father Reinhardt a book. And he looks at it. And he looks up. And he goes, I don't understand what's going on here. I've tried so hard not to, to lose my temper, not to go mad. But this house, this mirror, it makes no sense. And so he, he throws the book on the ground and he falls down on his knees and he just starts to laugh. And from his mouth burst a dark cloud and more we see in the in the shadows that and the f- uh, smoke and fog that f- fall out of his mouth. We see more terrible images like uh, we see images of Father Reinhardt killing a man and we see flashes of. Uh, him hiding the body in a garden. And so while this is going on, they all grab their books and they run away. And Father Reinhardt grabs a knife that he finds and starts chasing after them. And they start have to figure out what to do. And Heather looks in the book and sees what's written inside. They manage to get through a doorway and shut it behind them as they hear the mad cackling of Father Reinhardt. And suddenly it stops, and then they hear footsteps running away. They, they, Heather shakily looks at the book and, and, uh, starts 
and, and starts puzzling it out and and she's like I, I don't understand what made him go mad and it's like well as, as long as he's away maybe we can get out now maybe you know we need to find another way out maybe i saw a window and it's like no no i think that's what's going wrong look this book is it says what he's going to do and it's the secrets of survival and, and it explains that now that father reinhardt has gone mad and it it, it it says something specific like once one of you has gone mad they will attempt to open the windows in the house to let in the evil spirits you must stop them and the madman that accompanies them and they're like what how does this no what what's going on but madame zostra steps up and she's like i can feel the spiritual power in this book it's more real than anything i've ever i've ever any reading i've ever given we must follow the instructions here and they all sort of uh agree but they are warned through the book that they may have to truly face each one of their individual fears again in order to shut these books and stop the madman. And so they all set their jaws together and begin their plan to fight back against Father Reinhardt and the madman. And they open the door and they they start looking out and they, they hear the mad cackling of of father reinhardt and the madman echoing throughout the house and now the house seems to twist and distort as if uh they weren't really seeing it clearly the entire time and writing on the walls begins to fill their visions writing that looks familiar that that is theirs that is just layered on top of itself over and over and over again that just seems to be the different little messages that they have have left for themselves but sometimes contradictory advice like don't trust zoe instagram or follow the rabbit or or something like that but the secrets of survival book points them the right way something like only trust the messages written in green or or some something along those lines so tyler they're like all right guys look that book i don't know what it's going on about but it says that he's going to try and open up the windows so let's kind of, let's split up let's make sure if if there's any windows let's make sure those windows stay shut and so they agree so they they kind of go their separate ways and they start closing windows they find some hammered nails someone's hammering nails shut ox is big and strong so he moves a bookcase in front of some other window and so as this is happening spooky stuff is happening and so obviously i'm kind of montaging this even though it wouldn't necessarily be a montage in the movie but like maybe when he moves the bookcase like there's like a, a hole in the wall with skeletons in it or uh, right. this is something more tied directly to their fears so like maybe it pulls back and we see it's like his bullies like all the kids that he his... bullied you know what i mean they're coming back for revenge yeah and then we look towards yeah peter and it could be um, all of his bullies are like throwing him in a locker and, and i want there to be a couple of confrontations Ooh, especially yeah. between him the madman so for example i want the madman to corner zoe at one point and then ox comes in and and like gets him in a chokehold and is like run zoe and then the madman like stabs him in the stomach and he sort of like falls down to the ground and the madman starts cackling and goes over to kill him but zoe comes back and knocks out the madman with uh the butt of the rifle from earlier and then has to help carry ox who is now injured and then when the boogeyman shows up later, Zoe can't rely on Ox and has to confront him herself. Yeah, that's good. And then Madame Zastra, um, she comes face to face with Zombie Her again that's still been running around. And Heather is confronted by her fears. You know, she's having a raging headache. She sees the actress 
and she sees that the actress hung herself, even though this might not be true. We see this, and so like it just it, it terrifies her, and the woman is coming back. The old actress is coming back from the grave to fight her. So all of these things are going on all at once. They're all having to face their fears, and as they pass their fears, finally, all that's left is Father Reinhardt. So the five of them easily can take him down, knock him out. They'll be like, we're going to bring this madman to the police department. And everyone's just kind of relieved. They put him in some handcuffs. And they all walk back out to the bus. They throw the scarecrow out. And uh, they start to drive the bus and roll it down the hill. When Ox, excuse me, um, Father, they're talking about how like grateful they that they escaped. Ox is still holding his blood-soaked shirt. And when all of a sudden Father Reinhardt wakes up in the back. And he puts his hands up on the chair and we can see that he's no longer handcuffed. And he looks around and we look to Ox who is no longer holding a bloody shirt. He's completely normal. He goes, wow, man, I didn't know you were back there. You really scared the crap out of me. How long have you been sleeping back there? And we realize that this is a loop that is happening. Yeah, the the bus should pull up to the, the house right The camera pans to the to the house as the vans is driving up the the road and then the we just pull back into like in uh, and we just show just that this forest is just vast and just never ending and then we cut to black boom 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 well that's a movie and obviously we'll add in some slower parts because it was pretty much just action 100 through and like and these slow parts will add some character building but I think that's a pretty good a movie, I think, boys. Uh, boys, that's a wrap. We're going on a three-hour episode. So. Two and a half, two and a half. All right. It's time for Timmy in the edit to go a snippy, a snippy, snippy. <laughs> so I guess uh, you'll see listening to this how well my efforts tuned out. But I think we got a pretty good movie in the amount of time that we did it in. So I'm going to save the draft we've been working on, and I'm going to submit it and trying to sell it to some demons. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking a save over here, and I'm going to go uh, wrap myself in some some uh, some toilet paper, so hopefully uh, my mummy skills will heal my, my zombie soreness. I'm, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go and see the Joker premiere and steal a virgin so I can sacrifice them to appease my gods. That's real spooky, and I don't have anything to follow that one. So I'm just going to say adios, friends. I hope to see you next week. Follow us on Instagram. Send us some voice messages on Anchor if you want to, or send us some fin art um, to our email <laughs> at the final, the other final draft at gmail.com. Uh, that's really my only goal. So uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Love you. Bye.